Hello, everyone. You are listening to the Define University podcast, a space designed for educators to ignite your passion, transform your mindset, and learn to love who you are in the process. My name is Lindsay Titus, and I am here to share simple yet strategic steps each week with you to build your momentum into creating a life full of purpose and passion. The time is now. Let's dive on in to today's episode. Welcome back, everyone, to another brand new episode of the Define University podcast. My name is Lindsay Titus, and I am so beyond excited that you are here. If you are ready, I'm ready. Let's dive into today's episode because this topic that we are going to be breaking down today is one of those topics that admittedly I was really stubborn about for a lot of years. And the reason for that is because I lived in the land of or for way too many years. And this is before I even became an educator. I lived in the land of if I have this, I can't have that. Or if this is what I think is, is the answer, well, then there's nothing else. See, I lived in the land of or. It was this or that. And it really didn't matter what that meant or what that looked like. Well, now, fast forward to where I am today. I believe in the land of and. I think it is always and. We are expanding. We are constantly evolving. We are constantly growing. And if that means that I am constantly growing and evolving and expanding, well, then naturally I'm living in the land of and not or. So that is a new standard that I have that I have made for myself that I have that I live by. It is a rule that I have created, and it's a rule that serves me pretty well. Because when it comes to ideas now, when it comes to anything, and I'm talking inside and outside of the classroom, my first thought is how do I expand my vision? And I, those of you that have seen me teach this, you know what I do with my hands, I'm doing it right now, is my arms go out. My arms absolutely make this expansion happen because when I move my hands out, I remind myself that my vision also gets to expand. And it's not about constricting. It's not about narrowing in my focus so much that I lose sight of the other variables. And I think when we talk about what we're talking about today, and yes, there's a reason that I have not even addressed it yet. But when we get there, hopefully you will be able to see why this is so, so important. All right, so what are we talking about today? Well, today we're talking about classroom management and classroom leadership. And both to me fall under this classroom, uh, or not classroom, this topic of behavior, but not behavior as what do we do, but it's behavior from the sense of what is my mindset. Because when we think of mindset, right, that's where it all begins for us as educators. The identity I hold comes from the thoughts that I have in my head, the words that I am speaking to myself every single day, not just on the days where everything goes as planned, but on the days where there are those ups and downs, those turns, those twists and turns, the left and right, the up and down. My identity counts then just as much as my identity counts on a day where things did happen as I intended. Because that's the, that's the key. It's being able to, to remain open and expansive to what is happening regardless of what is happening around us, okay? And that's really what we're gonna break down. And I mentioned, I was really stubborn about this. 
For a long time, I lived in the world of it's classroom management. That is my job as a teacher. I am managing my class leadership. What was, was done in the administrative offices, that was something they did. I did not do that. Well, guess how that worked out for me? <laughs> it didn't work very well. I'll give you the spoiler alert. I'll give you the, you know, the Cliff's Notes edition. It didn't work out well at all. And it is probably why, it's probably a big reason why a big passion of mine is teaching educators to one, understand the difference between the two, two, find value in both of them. Because remember, we're not living in or, so we don't have to pick one, we're doing both, we are and. And three, is to truly recognize not only the leader that they are themselves, but the leaders that are, that are within them in class, AKA your students. They are leaders too. All right, so what we're gonna do in this week's episode is we're gonna break down those differences. We're gonna talk about why are they both needed? Why are they both important? And what is it, how is it that as educators, how can we ensure that we are living in the life of Anne? Now I mentioned a couple of minutes ago that I purposely was not telling you what the topic of this was going to fully be about. And the reason for that is if you go back and listen to that beginning part, everything that I was sharing works in various situations. So yes, today we're talking about management and leadership, but it, it relates to any, anything. And this is what's so important about living the blended lifestyle. So I don't have to choose to be a great mom or a great educator. I get to be both. I get to declare that both are part of my identity. I am a great mom and I am a great educator. That I get to pour my heart into the work that I do in, inside the classroom and outside of the classroom. That I get to work hard and love what I do and rest with intention and without guilt every single day. I have that power and so do you, but it starts with owning it. It starts with declaring it. We then go big, right? We envision what is it we want, we expand. And then we narrow in our focus to ensure that we know what we're focusing on at any one given point or day of the week. So I think it's so important to realize that yes, we're gonna dive into management and leadership, but the bigger message here this is actually what I'm gonna be sharing about in the May workshop, is how do we live that blended lifestyle without even second guessing it, without even thinking about it? How do we make that part of our lifestyle that we are living the life of and, and we are thriving at it, rather than trying to survive in the role um, or in the land of or? So if it's something you wanna dive further into or read more, <laughs> read more about, oh my goodness, learn more about, um, go to the show notes and, and register for that workshop because I think you're going to see it's not as complicated as it seems. But all right, enough. We are ready. Let's dive in. All right, so where, where are we going with this episode? Well, my goal for you in listening to this episode is I want you to reflect. I want you to do some active reflecting and identifying where are my strengths in terms of my classroom management and where are my strengths in terms of classroom leadership. But I also want you thinking about where are some areas I can grow in my classroom management as well as in my classroom leadership. And I'm gonna break those down for you. All right, so here's the thing we know about either of these, about classroom management and classroom leadership. Here's what we do know. We know that there is no prescription for this. 
There is no one script that is going to work for every educator in every classroom, in every school, in every virtual platform, in everywhere and anywhere across the world. How do we know that? Because if there was, it'd be out there. <laughs> I wouldn't be recording this episode. The whole reason I'm recording it is because this in and of itself is what makes this so challenging because there is no one set thing to do. Now, I would also question if there was, because let's face it, let's take something as simple as a chocolate chip cookie, right? There is a prescription for a chocolate chip cookie. It's called a recipe. There's a recipe to make a chocolate chip cookie. However, I haven't done it, but if I were to go search the perfect chocolate, chocolate chip recipe, cookie recipe, you guys know where I'm going with this. I highly doubt only one search would come up. I'm pretty confident I would get thousands, if not millions. So this is the case in point to say, never look for the one perfect thing. Because something that's already out there means somebody else created it to serve them. And they put it out there because it's that it's that notion of if it served me, it's probably going to serve others as well. And that's that's important. That is so essential. But never lose sight that just because you consume something does not mean you don't get to create meaning. And in fact, I think you do. I think we consume and create. Again, it's not consume or create. It's not I read what they did or listen to that podcast and then just go do it. That's living in Shouldville. You're doing it because you think you should. What I'm asking you to do here is listen to this, consider this, consume this, and then create meaning so you can write the script that works for you with the class you have where you're currently at. Because as an educator, as a leader, as a principal, as an administrator, as a teacher, as a, it doesn't matter. Every staff, every group of students you have every year will be different, which means our scripts what we do will also change. But yes, there are some foundational pieces that I'm gonna go over today, but we have to remember that that's just it. We don't wanna be doing, at least in my opinion, I don't want you guys doing what you've always done because that worked for that certain grouping. We have to, again, I'm gonna use the word, expand and evolve so that what we are doing is for who we are as the educator we've grown into being, but also the students or the staff that I am leading in the school that I'm in, all right? So there is no prescription. So what do we focus on then? We focus that knowing who you are as the educator is essential. That is what Define University, that is what this platform stands on. That when you know who you are as the educator you are and you can define who you are from the inside out, you have done way more work than so many other people because you know who you are and who you are showing up as. It's also recognizing that the best strategies come from your experiences every year. And those will be changing. That's what I was just referencing. Yes, there are some foundational pieces, but they will change based on who you are and the experiences you've learned. One of the questions I get most often is, Lindsay, how does, how does this come natural to you? How do you know when you walk into a room what schedule or what type of schedule or what type of visual or what type of support does that student need? Well, it's because I've been practicing it for 15 years, but I've been practicing it alongside reflecting and growing and networking and doing the work, the inner work to know that I trust my gut. I trust what comes to me based on the experiences that I have. That is my personal power and I own it every single day. And I, and I coach and you as the educator to own your personal power. And then be open to growing and learning every single day. The other piece that comes into play here 
is law of attraction. What you see is what you find. So if you are heading into your day looking for challenges, looking for behavior, looking for frustration, guess what, my friends? That's what you're going to find. But if you go into each day looking for moments of joy, looking for the message, looking for gratitude, those are the moments that you are going to find and see. So we're going to bring this back. We're talking management and leadership and that they are both essential into a classroom. So for the rest of this episode, I'm going to use the classroom as our our setting, okay? I'm going to use the classroom. But again, this applies to across the board. So what are we looking at? Well, we're looking at when we talk about management, to me, those are your procedures. Those are your systems. Those are your ways that you organize. Those are your systems, routines, procedures, boom. Things like how do your students transition between activities? How do you use nonverbal prompting in the classroom? How do you highlight students' growth and success? How do your students enter and exit class? Those all fall under classroom management. It's your procedures. It's when and how something gets done and that having that organization is your key to your success. So what might that look like? That might look like ensuring that you have the same or similar routines each and every morning, right? It's looking like having that solid morning routine, just like I have my morning routine every day that I complete before I go to work. What is the morning routine like in your classroom? And if you have, if you're middle or junior high or high school and you have, you know, eight, nine periods a day, What are your first three minutes look like, feel like, sound like? There is so much impact in three minutes that when I learned this, it blew my mind, right? In three minutes, you have the ability to impact the next 45 minutes. In three minutes, you have the ability, I'm even going to put it out there, to impact the rest of the day. I've mentioned before, but when I started my morning routine, I started with three minutes three minutes of gratitude that grew into more and more and more. But it started with three minutes. So if you're not sure where to start when it comes to this procedure in in general, start with three minutes. What do your first three minutes sound like? Are you talking about the homework that didn't get done? Are you talking about the test at the end of the week? Are you talking about the frustration that the sub experienced the day before? Or are you spending those three minutes talking to kids? Are you spending those three minutes listening to what they're saying or what they're not saying? Because that procedure of allowing the first three minutes to be about impact, that directly ties to leadership, which is where we're going to go in a few minutes. So knowing that what's the purpose of the procedure of entering into the classroom? What's that intention? How do we set that intention for the day? These all fall to me, in my again, in my opinion, under management. Other pieces talk about nonverbal prompting. So how do you let your students know what's going on through nonverbal ways? A teacher that I work with, she uses counting to 10 in sign language. She uses an auditory transition in her classroom so that when the students hear the song, they know and she knows there's three minutes before the next activity starts. That by the end of that song, Students are expected to have materials away, be at their desk, and be ready for what's next on the schedule. But that student that needs that movement break, they can be up and dancing for three minutes. The student that's finishing their computer time, that that waits all the way down to the wire, but by the end of that song, that computer is away. You know what all of that eliminates? That eliminates constant nagging of kids or reminders to students. 
It eliminates having to go from one activity directly into another because the teacher too has three minutes to breathe, has three minutes to gather the next set of materials, has three minutes to say, I'm rocking this and to do a little energy check-in herself. These to me all fall under these procedures. Another procedure is thinking about what system for reinforcement you're going to use. Now again, depend, there's no script for this. So depending on your classroom, that's when you might have a specific system for your students. You may just use a shout out system. You may use post-its that you put on their desk to let them know how they've done. You might send an email, you might send a message, but it's knowing the system you are using that is essential. So when we, let's go, let's just recap that a little bit. So as you're listening, where you are, I want you just to stop and think about, right? What do I believe to be true about classroom management? What have I, have I been letting this system run the classroom, right? Meaning has that, has that overshadowed maybe what I'm going to get into next with leadership? Again, I think they're both essential. <laughs> I think we need management and we need leadership. However, when I think about management, I don't want to be managed, right? I don't want to be micromanaged by anyone. Why would our students want that too? And that is the question I ask myself. If I wouldn't want that for myself, and now that I'm a mom, I ask it too with, with reference to my daughter. If I would not want that for my daughter in her classroom, why am either I doing it or why am I not speaking up if I'm seeing it done somewhere else? And speaking up does not mean shame or judgment to somebody else, but it means I have an opportunity to ask some questions. I have an opportunity to ask some notices or share some notices and some wonders. And I have the opportunity, instead of holding a grudge and being frustrated, I can engage in a conversation and learn more with that other person to see what is it and how is it that we can, we can take maybe what's solely management and now expand it into management and leadership. All right, sound good? All right, so let's dive into leadership. Well, what's leadership? Leadership to me comes down to two pieces. It is your relationships and it is your connection. And for me, it's gonna involve your classroom's mission statement and your values. It's gonna involve learning about your students from your students. And it's gonna involve sharing your story and it's going to involve things like restorative practices to help you build community and repair hurt if or when it happens. So this is so important because, again, we know we, we've heard it, right? Founda uh, relationships are the foundation to a strong classroom. But why? Let's go deeper. Why? Because it establishes connection. But why? Why is connection important? Well, connection is important because learning is, is, is circular. I learn from you and you learn from me. Why? Because learning is, is acquiring new knowledge. So if it's new, it's coming from somewhere outside of myself. Why? Because that's how we learn and grow. So when you go through those steps, we realize how important creating leaders in our classroom truly are through the relationships that we establish together. Right? I can't force someone to be in a relationship with me. I can, there is, yes, students are placed in our classrooms, you know, or I am given my list. Yes, yes. But a true relationship, that involves action on both parts, right? But I can only control the part that I bring to the equation. I can only control me. And so it is so crucial that we understand where we're coming from with why we are establishing these relationships. So it comes down to 
realizing these values and expectations and having these expectations simple because recognizing that life happens and things happen and understanding that we can focus on values, right? What do we value as a classroom community? And making sure that your expectations, they're gonna explain what the students are to do, but the values answer the why. If you do not have expectations that align with a powerful value, that's when you're gonna get arguments left and right. But when they align to a value, to a greater purpose, it's a whole heck of a lot harder to argue with them. Other pieces is thinking about how do we value those individuals? Can we offer things like office hours for our students where they know the time and the place that they can come talk to us if and when they need it? Can we do, how are we personalizing those connections? How are we gaining knowledge of students? It's very eye-opening to me when I go to a team or I ask an educator to, to share strengths of the student and that list is maybe one or two things long, but then I ask them, okay, what are the areas of growth? What are the opportunities of growth for this student? And 30 things come listed out. We've got to change the narrative. We've got to flip the script. We've got to be able to find those strengths faster and quicker and, and more predictably than we can the challenges. Why? In, in all honesty, it's, it's back to that law of attraction. Because what I look for is what I see. So if I'm looking, if, if I've consumed that there are so many challenges, so many opportunities for growth, it doesn't matter what you call it. If I can't look at a student and find gratitude in who they are as a student, as who they are as a learner, in the power they hold, then I as the teacher am going to be limited. And I did this for years. I did this for years. I would focus on the challenges because in my mind, that's what I was there for. I was there to help them learn and grow through those challenges so they could overcome them. But I never stopped to consider, but who are they with those challenges? They are still the student that is in front of me with those challenges. They are a part of them. And until I could become aware of that and accept that, well then together we acknowledged what was working and what wasn't. And together we created action plans on how they could solve their problems in a different way. That was the difference. I was, when I was back in the classroom 15 years ago, I was not able to look at my student and see who they were without seeing the behaviors first. And I share that with you because that is, that held me back. That was a barrier for so, so, so long. Now I see a student. I see the student that's smiling. I see the student that has a soccer, soccer ball on his shirt. And so I know to go ask, hey, do you play soccer? Hey, I noticed that on your paper, you were drawing Sonic. Do you play Sonic? Do you love it? Oh my God, I played that when I was your age. What's your favorite game? Yeah, they're not doing the math sheet, but I, that's not my concern first. My concern is that I'm connecting. So what can I find to connect? Because through that connection, through that relationship, I am inspiring. But more than that, I'm motivating. But more than that, I am having an impact on who that student sees themselves as. And if a student can see themselves as a learner, then anything is truly possible. And so I hope you have seen through this week's episode that yes, management and leadership are essential and important, but management without leadership simply highlights compliance. Leadership without management is still gonna highlight connection. And so there is no doubt that we need both, but if I'm asked where I wanna focus, 
I'm going to pick leadership every single time because my mission, my purpose is to ensure that everyone I interact with, students and adults, know that they have a voice, that they have a voice to share who they are from the inside out. And it is not my job to judge. It is not my job to shame or to make them feel different for that, but to instead say, hey, come on up, come join me at this table because you belong. You matter as the student you are, you matter as the staff you are, it does not matter. For me, it is both. Everybody, everybody belongs. But it came, the only way I could get to knowing this and trusting this is I had to drop the or, and I had to be okay, be more than okay with living the life of and. And so I so hope that you enjoyed this week's episode and kind of taking that look through management and leadership when it comes to our roles as educators. And with that, I want to give a huge, huge shout out to all the educators listening. We are embracing, we are embarking onto Teacher Appreciation Week, and I, for one, am so, so beyond appreciative of every single one of you. The job that you do, the heart that you give, the, the honor and genuineness that you show every single day it is seen and heard, even if you, that's not always communicated back to you. So from myself, from the Define University community, thank you for all that you do. I am so honored to have been or to, to be connected with each and every one of you. And I cannot wait to see, to continue to see the amazing things that you continue to do as the educator you are, as you are right here, right now. All right, everybody, have an amazing week ahead. I will see you same time, same place next week. Until then, keep on loving who you are, trusting who you are, owning who you are, because those will help you define who you are each and every day. Have an amazing week. We'll talk soon.